This podcast is brought to you by Q Radio 105.1, the number one top 40 music station in the Philippines. Listen to today's most important news and topics with a touch of K-pop, J-pop, C-pop, and all that pop. It's also the number one Manila radio station in TikTok and home to the radio DJ and Sneak You Challenge. Yep, you know what I mean. Shout out to Matt, who's already listening to Q for two hours while stuck in Edsa. Oh my god, the traffic. Anyway, it's airing nationwide. 105.1 Metro Manila, 93.1 Davao, 90.7 Cebu, 99.1 Bacolod, and 105.1 Baguio. Q Radio. Q is good for you. This podcast episode is brought to you by Offbeat Communications, a media startup that levels up your storytelling with end-to-end production of content videos, be it product launches, events, or feature interviews. Amplify your brand and personality with a video to show. Happy to say that there's no other people leading this besides your host, Matt and Lance. You're sure to experience the same level of production, hosting, and creativity as what you're used to. Konting mas kenkoy lang kami dito ni Matt. Mga offbeat let's bring your content to life. Inquire now in Facebook and Instagram at offbeatcoms.ph. You can also hit us up in email offbeatcoms.ph at gmail.com. Hello everyone, this is Matt and you're listening to the Project Offbeat Podcast, the show that takes you off the beaten path where Lance and I, two corporate 9-to-5 professionals, interview non-corporate guests with unique offbeaten careers. So Lance, here we are, episode one of a new season. I'm guessing that when people listen to this, it will already be a start of a new year. So Lance, I have a question for you, you know. Uh, do you have a New Year's resolution or like a Christmas wish for Project Offbeat? Right. Alam mo yung New Year's resolution for Project Offbeat is um, that we can continue to stay consistent, no? I mean, uh, we were just coming from a season break of around three months. And it felt good, you know, not to be thinking about so many interviews and so many editing and whatnot, no. And sometimes there's this temptation that you want you know, itabi na lang sana yung podcast, right? But you know, we want to tell the stories, diba? and we want to stay consistent for our listeners. Then, so, sana matuloy natin to mat uh, in the coming year. Yeah, as for me, my wish list kasi kami ni Lance of guests that we want to interview. So hopefully, we get to have massive guests this sure. year. Anyway, let's get this started. In today's episode, we're featuring the offbeaten career of a sports journalist, a job that involves a lot of research, following up on leads and hours of watching and reporting on various sports events. It's a career that requires a keen eye for detail, curiosity, and the ability to operate under pressure. You know, our guest today is actually a fellow Atenista. Right? We're actually scheduling this fresh off a UAAP championship no so medyo sikat talaga kami ngayon Ateneo Gaidon she's working in Ateneo Gaidon before and she works as a sports reporter for Rappler for over 5 years now she's covered several key sports events like the Tokyo 2020 Olympics the 2019 Southeast Asian Games you know the FIBA World Cup and of course the UAAP um, she's interviewed amazing amazing athletes coaches and personalities like of course our weightlifting champion, Heidelin Diaz, our, you know, pole vaulting champion, EJ Obiena, Agatha Wong, Yang Giao, you know, and Lex Coach and whatnot, right? So, and damen na niyang na-interview through her years. Our guest today is freelance sports journalist Beatrice Orbi Go. She joins the Project Offbeat podcast today to talk about the career of being a female sports journalist. Welcome to the show, B. 
Hi everyone. Hi B. Yeah. Hi B. Grabe na research ko. Hi B. <laughs> <laughs> to. Sobrang na research ako. Yeah. Yeah, so B, let's get this started, no? You know, it's been an incredible year uh, of sports. As Lance mentioned, no? Ateneo just recently won uh, its championship back from UP. And I'd be remiss not to mention the global spectacle that was the World Cup where Lionel Messi just won for his uh, native Argentina. From EJ Obiena securing the bronze in Eugene to the Philippine women's football team qualifying for the World Cup, what do you think has been the biggest, brightest standout for you? Wow, that was a lot. But then actually my the biggest standout for the year for me, or personally because Alex Ayala won the U.S. singles open as well so actually that one and the of course the women's football qualifying for the fifa world cup i think okay definitely the fifa world cup has like the head is like the headline of the year Mm. just because no philippine team has ever qualified for the world cup and now the world knows why the fifa world cup is the top one of the top leagues in the world not just in football but then really um getting that's the league that gets uh, or that's the event that gets new football fans in new fans into sport um you know i just checked this morning lionel messi's um instagram post is now at 67 million which is that's the crazy. most like instagram <laughs> post in the in history so definitely um philippines qualifying for the fifa women's uh world cup and alex ayala um winning the us open Sing junior singles because mm-hmm. I've covered Alex actually since she was 11 or 12. Like, that is a and it's just like, who's this girl? Yeah. <laughs> I just got parang <laughs> tipong ano, text message na, we interview mo siya ganun, cause she just won Le Petitas France and she's going to she got the wild card to the French Open. So, like, huh? Wow, never heard of her yeah. then. That's where it all started also, just following her career since she was 11. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a sports journalist, ba, you have this feeling of like, uh, similar to a coach, na sobrang proud. You know, you've seen them from the, you know, from their their youngest careers, now all superstars in their own rights, right? Do you also feel the same thing uh, when you see these people succeed in their own right? Yeah, so kaya, ano, very special see si Alex because I really she's the first athlete that I've covered na since bata talaga. So that that's where you see na oh like this and it's just so amazing how she just started winning and winning and you know taking parang she just like made the most out of her opportunities and it's not like other tennis players like for example yep. Coco Golf Golf na na 15 years old na sa open na siya like the women's open but then see si Alex like you could see that we're all celebrating the small wins that okay yep. she's now the top in juniors that was now she's in the WTA so um that and now she's like top 200 in the top 200 ranks then and then winning the winning her first singles um grand slam in the juniors happened this year so really good that i i just love the pace of her uh, success then it's for the longevity talaga in her career uh i think the first time i ever heard of alex ayala was also from you nobi 
uh, it's very inspiring to see all of these Philippine athletes emerging no, for from the past few years. So now we're kind of like slowly reaping the benefits of like the grassroots programs. And hopefully we can see it prosper uh, in the next few years. But you also have some experience you know, being an athlete yourself, B. Uh, you were part of the varsity swimming team. I think that's when I first knew you from my sister. Can you talk about that and how did that uh, pave the way? towards this journalism career? Yeah, so I was a competitive swimmer for eight years. I started in um, grade, around grade six, so when I was 12, and then I I swam twice in the UAP for Ateneo, so that was the 2014 championship, but then I didn't really contribute much. It was just like, okay, <laughs> see a champion tayo, yeah, for OBS, let's go. But then being a student athlete has really helped me in my career just because I I have the empathy also to, to just interview other athletes as well. Uh, I just knew and experienced what they also went through, that the discipline that is needed, the sacrifices that had to be made also. Like even though I didn't really yeah. reach like a national team or elite level, but then very much um, close with people in my family who are in the elite level. So I also know what they go through. And and like the shift the month started when in high school, I was also part of the Ecolets, which was the school publication of my high school, Ica. And then I I honestly just joined because I didn't want to be FOMO with my Barcada because all my <laughs> young Barcada, they, right. they just wanted to be like, oh, sige, let's go, lit, ano, the lit staff, literary staff, oh, art staff, ganun. So sabi ko, hala, lahat kayo nasa isang org, ako rin. <laughs> sige. So I... Yeah. So it was all not I know, not really like the best intentions. But then, well, when I got to the swim team naman in Ateneo, when I was training in the summer, one of my seniors, si Max Austria, he was the externals manager of the Gaidon. Then he mm. was asking me, oh, syempre, like, you start yeah. recruiting na, diba? That's how you get a head start. Summer pa lang, yeah. recruit na. Oh, join the guide. I'm like, no way, you're right. No, you really have to join the guide. I was like, Siguro almost every day, join na, join na. And but at that time, I was very, um, you know, I think it's just my first year in college. I know that's gonna be difficult, like with the academics, and then I'm juggling it with the UAP. It might be really difficult, a lot of things on my plate, but then, yeah, I was like, Sige na nga, I'll. I'll go for it. And then um, usually I would join like maybe the feature staff, ganun, and then the editor, naman, I saw her line. And because since I made the decision to join, I said, like, I have to be competitive. Like, you know, I have to make sure that I get in because it's difficult to get into the guide, right? So, yeah. I saw the line of feature staff. So I said, ay ang haba. Those sa sports ko lang tao. Kudun na lang ako. <laughs> so that's how it started. And the rest is history. Okay. And the rest is history. <laughs> yes, the rest is history. As in another um very not the best intentions, but then um yeah. they made me cover like my teammates like sila Jesse Lacuna, ganun. So that yeah. was my wow. first ever sports mm-hmm. feature olympian nakaagad so and then yeah and then you get exposed to all the other sports in ateneo i remember yeah. first year ko um i traveled all the way to dasmarinas cavite to cover the track and field 
um, competition because yeah. it was held there. Tapos mm-hmm. um, fencing and then siguro because of my uh, stint in Gaida, na cover ko lahat ng sports. And then how I joined Rappler naman was in 2017. That was the year I was going to graduate. Nagkaroon ng job opening sa Rappler. Tapos parang medyo yeah. ini-ignore ko pa like in January. Like, mm. uh, like for context because my course was business management. So, mm-hmm. yep. totally not related to com. And, you know, there's also yung mga field China. Oh, like, what family business or why don't you join big corporations like PNG, Nestle, ganon. So, yeah. I was, like, not... So, I was just like, oh, maybe it isn't for me until in April of that year, a month before I graduated, um, there was an email that was sent to me na, Guy, uh, the Rappler was really looking for sports reporters, and so they thought of going into Guido now. Magrecruit kana sa because the managing editor of Rappler that time was Chai Hoffelenia, so she also taught in Ateneo. So, mm, parang, and then okay. it was four months, mm-hmm. diba? four January <laughs> naglabas yung posting. Four months hindi sila nakahanap ng potential replacement for the people leaving the sports reporter post of Raptor. Yeah. So, sabi ko na, okay na this is the second time that I was actually sent the job posting and this time mm. straight to my email. Na parang it must yeah. mean something. So, I yeah. tried it out. The yeah. nag-apply ako kahit, you know, the qualifications. I wasn't qualified in terms of yung course ko. Hindi naman ako communications graduate. Yeah. Ganun. But then, when I went to the interview with my former boss, si ano, Ryan Songalia, ano, I was hired, I was given the job offer on the spot. So I was just like, oh, wow. oh well, it's April, wow. I have a job. I'd like to dissect that, B. Parang, uh, uh-uh. do, do you think that what contributed the most to them, you know, giving you that offer on the spot? No, Do you think it has to do with your athlete background? Because, you know, you're, you're, we're seeing more and more athletes today grabbing the mic you know, starting their own media platforms, right? Is it, is it, yeah, is it, is it something like that? Or um, do you think, you know, for our listeners na gusto rin maging sports journalists like yourself, di ba? Parang meron pang ibang ways just to get a head start as well, similar to your experience in Rappler. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I were to dissect that, so um, when I was very, starting ng first year, second year college ako, until third year, I studied really hard as a, really hard to get my QPI up. So, ito na, right. like, guys, if you want to graduate with honors, <laughs> but still, you know, get, like, like get a job that you're passionate about. So, what I did, was I studied really hard. Like, uh, got my QPI really high. And by the third year, because it gets harder, right? In Ateneo. Yeah. So, and I went on JTA. Pa, so, you know, I was, so, medyo, that was the time na, okay, medyo, it's okay. I had a huge buffer. <laughs> so, and by the time I was fourth year, it was like super chill now because I worked hard in my first three years. So, by fourth year, I was in almost in all UAP sports events. <laughs> so, wow. that, that's not only basketball, it was basketball, volleyball, fencing, taekwondo, like, dinadaanan ko lahat. And then in the morning, my routine would be going to the trainings ng men's volleyball in the morning, women's football, parang mag-high lang ako. Or it's like, oh, kamusta sa shoot? Because we do like the sports primer. And then um, that year was also, I had a meeting with 
um, the UA University Athletics Office, and yeah. that was the year they really challenged me. Like sa guidance, it was like you know the mm-hmm. problem with guidance is super inconsistent on coverage. That like that it was all basketball, volleyball. That but wow. you cover all sports. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I made a system, and I um got. And I'm so thankful that the um, staff that I got, they were just so committed and so dedicated yeah. to the vision din. Kasi big challenge yun sa amin eh, na yep. on 100% coverage. But then that year, we were able to do 100% coverage. Kasi parang I also took it upon my responsibility that I have to be that role model also for my yeah. ano, staff. That I'll be, I'm not just... um at the back, like seated the, on, behind my computer editing your stories, but then I'm also exerting effort to mm-hmm. go and be with like the athlete and celebrate their moments with them. Then, yeah. so I think that was so. Parang yung that gave me visibility also in the professional level because I was already friends with people from ABS-CBN News, Tiebreaker mm-hmm. Times, and um, so. Yeah, and like they already know me. They they've seen me around, and that gave me an advantage. Then, uh, yeah. when I was applying, when I applied for rappers, like oh yeah, like she was the one re like producing these, you uh, know, these like good social media posts. Na parang nandun, like and also the stories ng guidon parang may level up. And that's not only because of me, naman. Shamper it was because of my mm-hmm. staff also. Like they're all talented like super duper talented um right now i'm really just so proud of you know where they are also like in life they, they're still pursuing their passion for sports journalism and all that so you know very proud lang talaga and you know it was just um the little it also and because i was a student athlete before and i know what it means to make some sacrifices then you know, like these sacrifices um eventually created a lot of impact also not only on my career but also on the careers of the nice. people we caught co- the student athletes we covered and the uh, the staff that I was leading you know B I absolutely love the sports primers no and I think I do remember uh the year that you started maybe covering more sports because I think I started seeing more swimming for some reason. Usually, we only see basketball, volleyball, but then you can now see other sports that people are passionate about. Like for myself, it's swimming. No, So yeah, um, you covered a lot about what you did back in college and and with Gaidon. No? But let's go into Rappler naman and you know, which might be a level mm-hmm. up. Obviously, working in a newsroom, getting your feet wet in that environment. Uh, in what is, of course, a bigger nationwide publication. So, how was that atmosphere? How was that um, environment? What were the growing pains through it? No. Uh, oh my gosh! Like looking back, I have a lot to thank for for Rappler for taking even <laughs> a chance on me because, you know, if you would, I recently have been on. Yeah, like I've been on the camera, right? The, I've been on mm. um the news of even yung sa church ko, ganun. And everyone's like, wow, be like, you're so natural. But honestly, I was just like, if you looked at my first uh, YouTube video, <laughs> my first Rappler talk, I wasn't even opening my mouth. I wasn't projecting. So, and then even yung, uh, pag, kasi, as in, 
parang sinalang the reason when I entered rap, there sinalang ako agad sa Sea Games. There was no mm. uh, there was no break or like some like oh level like little by little you get there. It was that was the Sea like, Games here, no. 27 no no 2017 ah, no, so no, no, okay. Malaysia. So I was an I was here in the Philippines but covering from the Philippines. So I had to parang inaabangan ko lahat ng athletes na umuuwi. So yun yung task ko while breaking news breaking the news of lawn ball, ganun, yung rugby, <laughs> yung mga Again, not the ano, very popular sports. Pero nandun lang ako as assist and still giving them coverage. And I was doing the Rappler talks of Equestrian and si Nico Huelgas din. So, ayun, parang sinalang ako agad. <laughs> and um, I remember, as in, like, si Miss Chai, because, like, she knew that, you know, I wasn't really, like, a communications graduate. Pero, mm-hmm. sobrang patient lang niya. And I was so grateful for your editors ko nun na um, I, did, I really made some mistakes. Like, even the, um, how I wrote articles wasn't really the very, you know, wasn't as, ano, it wasn't the format of news, ganon. So, may mga objective stuff that I had to learn that, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh man, I could have learned it and I, if I actually took a journalism course or whatever in right. college. Pero, parang ano lang, um, it was just, I think Rappler really gave me the space to learn. So, I didn't really need to learn it in college. But then, they gave me a, the space to learn. And, uh, on my part, it, I took it up as my responsibility to also deliver. So learn facts, ganun. Um, yeah. That's what. But then also have the confidence to trust in what I have also learned and applied before in my stint in Gaidon, which is yung, um the live tweeting. I think that's what really got people to nun. know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we live tweeted and it was really a lot of practice and even oh um, breaking the news in Rappler. Dati yeah. in Gaidon, may practice pa na, okay, one hour dapat may article na, pero in Rappler, wow. it's one minute after the game. You have oh to have an article wow. already. So, wow. so those were the things that I had to adjust to. Pero I was just ano, banking on ano, confidence and the willingness to mm. learn and deliver lang. Yeah. B, I think, um, sabi mo nga, no, one minute you've got to release an article, right? I'd want to go into that, like, uh, what are the techniques? What are the strategies? What is your style of writing for you to be able to meet those deadlines, diba? Kasi, I, I follow a couple of, you know, uh, rappler people like maybe Patricia Evangelista or Rambo Talabong na medyo investigative yung dating nila, diba? Um, but yours, you, wala na investigative dito eh. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be ready. You gotta be quick, right? As you, you, you mentioned earlier, what are the techniques, mm-hmm. diba, uh, as a sports journalist like yourself, to be able to meet those hard deadlines, even those live tweeting? I bet you're not even, are you even still appreciating or watching the game as you tweet those things, diba? Parang, how, how do you become so fast in these things? Uh, the first one is practice, definitely. So, um, when I was training young staff girls at Gaidon, we would just really just watch a game. Uh, that was part of the ano, yung oh. test na binibigay ko. Watch like a short highlights, then type 
on the spot. Ganun, uh, how you're <laughs> okay. gonna compose the sentences. You don't have to make it. Ano, it doesn't. Ha- you don't have to overthink it. So, yeah. kaya it's practice talaga. Cause right, honestly, when you live tweet, I really just you really get to tweet what's on your head. And I I learned how to live tweet by also watching and how the other people live tweet. What are the words that they use? And then, you know, the only thing that you have to make sure in a live tweet is what happened and the score. So, you yes. and, and the hashtag. So, parang, what happened, score, hashtag. What happened, score, hashtag, ganun. So, um, it it will take a lot. You'll need a lot of practice. Talaga. So, I had four years of that practice. And then, yeah. um. And then the other thing, the man, like you're, you were asking, na, are you still enjoying the game? It's, of mm-hmm. course, you have to know your priorities. Like, don't really have. You could, you could still kind of enjoy the game, but I get it as a sport fan, deva. Right. I'm sure Lance and Matt, you, you know the feeling. Actually, like focus on the game. Focus on exactly. the game. I also exactly. know that feeling, pero, pero that's another sacrifice that you have to make. Na, yeah. Your priority I... is to deliver. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter, okay? Like, yeah, you could see good shots, cool, yeah. ganun, pero I have to tweet that, ganun. right? <laughs> right. Bawin na lang sa highlights. <laughs> yeah, oh, and you're, and I think, ano, like for me, I had to reframe my mindset. Then uh, I'm there not as a sports fan, but as a sports yeah, journalist, yeah. and it's already a privilege Ooh. for me to be doing this kind of work. And also, and it's something yeah. that I enjoy. Na parang nako contribute din ako sa, sa fan experience din yon, de ba? As someone yeah. writing articles, as exactly. and someone as like not everyone is in the room in the yeah. stadium. So because yeah. mm-hmm. tickets ganon, but then they're able to still experience it because of the work that we do. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate the live tweets. Uh, as someone who doesn't have yeah. the live stream on all the time, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And even in the Philippine coverage, no, uh, watching local games are a bit harder without the paywall, diba? Walang libre. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes. may mm-hmm. sa Facebook Live na illegal streamer, <laughs> diba? But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. wala unless you're you're signed into Smart or Signal, right? So, yeah, we appreciate what you do. Yeah. So be. Uh, you kind of mentioned it already, and I think Lance already mentioned something about investigative uh, journalists. But yeah, can you give us a peek behind the curtain? How is covering sports maybe very different from other types of journalism? And can you tell us how uh, it is better or maybe worse than other types of mm. uh, coverage? <laughs> oh, I love this question. So how I could say it's different is because sports is like a vehicle for many things. So the mm-hmm. sports is a social asp- is a social aspect and it could it's also very interdisciplinary, meaning yep. um you could use sports for diplomacy, you could use sports for political motivations, you could use that's, sports that's for entertainment, you could use sports for business. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a so that's the thing. Like I am someone covering an interdisciplinary um, type mm. of. Uh, yeah, it's a it's something very interdisciplinary. So, um, and what's interesting about my job 
or my role as in a, as a rapper sports reporter kasi meron kaming rules eh so yung iba oh ikaw yung nasa basketball oh ikaw yung nasa collegiate sports then me Philippine sports governance and that means that I was the lead reporter of the SEA Games in 2019 and um, and I think if you would observe how big coverages like the 2019 SEA Games the Olympics and even the Qatar FIFA World Cup ang daming yeah. stories na okay like ito y- like so, like says Qatar ba okay the migrant workers were a story yeah. so Tokyo yeah. Olympics it was the covid 19 and the protest and um a lot of ano din yung mga and all, there's also yung intersection of um gender ganun and yung sa sea games naman it was mm. <laughs> hugely political ang hugely political yeah. so um, the good thing about sports is that it kind of gives and being sports interdisciplinary for me, it kind of gives me some sort of joy. It softens the the power. Like if compared to hard news, na okay, this is really yeah. the issue, this is the problem, ganun. Pero yeah. sports is a soft power when it comes to political nice motivation. So yeah, it soft it softens it. But then, shampre the the annoying thing about it is just like if you were an athlete, you'd be like, you know, sports is like something that I'm passionate about. Why are you mixing politics into it? Yeah. Parang, um, it kind of, sports can kind of be the mask of the the real issue. Ganun. And yeah. that is something that's frustrating. And for someone covering the politics of sports, naman, as in, um, I really follow the dirty and the ugly side of it also of the, yeah. you know, in the Philippine Olympic Committee, the Philippine mm. Sports Commission, and the issues in between yung what happened with EJ Obina also. Parang, um, it also, as a journalist, I think for in all in all sections naman, there's like an aspect talaga na, yeah. I really have to give myself a mental health break or yeah. I had to de- detach also. And yun, and then parang, like for example, Lance, you said you follow Pat Evangelista, right? Just imagine yeah. like be- her beat is trauma reporting. So exactly. everything that she sees is dead bodies and even the um stories of just abuse, ganun, yung mga sexual, yung mga human, girls and women's rights din yung kasi yung kina-cover mm-hmm. niya. So, ayun, like, I'm also into that na parang I've also covered athletes who were um, sexually abused and all that. So, just hearing their stories also, parang I have to also give grace to myself and yeah. know that and and parang process the things, make sure that I process them. <laughs> yun. Yeah. Basically, you're like, Parang medyo nagiging, as a journalist, you, you become a sponge to all of these stories, you know. And sometimes you've, mm-hmm. you've got to, you know, you know, know how to suppress them, know how to balance them out. Or else, ikaw rin yung parang magkakaroon ng parang sobrang bigat na burden listening to all these stories, no. I mean, when I see Pat Evangelista live before, she seems like, parang ay- ayoko kausapin. May, may aura na siya na parang nakakata... Nakaka- Wow, <laughs> she's been through a lot, no? You feel the life that, experience, you know? Yeah, the life experience, man. Uh, she's been through so many things, no? B, I, I, I'd like to, you know, somewhat pivot to that, no? What with what you mentioned, diba? Uh, you've also covered different kinds of scenarios, naren. 
Um, as a sports journalist, uh, I'm sure you also co- covered, you know, male-dominated sports, right? Or even, you know, going into the stories of, you know, championships or defeats in a male locker room, diba. How do you navigate towards that, diba? How do you, as as a woman, diba? Um, pinapansin ka ba, diba? How is was it hard to get them to warm up talking to a woman, uh, and, and giving their their insights to the game, right? Uh, pinapansin ka ba nila and whatnot, no? How do you navigate through a locker room of male dominance? I think na swerte ako din na the first male team that I covered talaga was the Ateneo men's volleyball team. And mm. um, if yeah. you looked at the history of the men's volleyball team, they started off with no championship. I said, literally, mm. like Ateneo was always <laughs> like 7th, 6th, UAAP ng men's volleyball. Tapos, y- yung yeah. first year ni Mark Espe, it was the first time that first. Final Four. And batchmates kami ni Mark. And then, mm-hmm. I started covering um, the men's volleyball team team in 2014. So, the year after. So, as in, they are the, and if you're covering um, a team that hasn't really, like, won anything or has, ano, still, ano, parang, still out there to prove themselves like they're really just more humble like honestly like i'm just speaking from no, I get experience you. Yeah. So there's actually yeah. there's actually more more humility they're so much more welcome and open to media coverage also so um that's where i really got to like build relationships with an uh, coach o and then like even to the mm. mark so they were like honestly generally super welcoming super friendly yeah. i felt yeah. I know, like it was a like being welcomed into a family and just watching them win that first championship and I covered them. Then on to yung last two years ko in Ateneo, champions silang lahat. As um parang in a way like na swerte na na I nakiride din also success nila in a way. But then I was the media, I was the one ano. Well, I was their beat writer. Like, I nakaride ako as their beat writer. Beat writer. Kaya, um, the volleyball press corps would know who I am na. Because, uh, it's like, okay, like, I see this girl on just standing outside their dog out. And then, um, the, yeah. the girl there in the final. And then, wow, it's Ateneo history na three-peat champion pa. Ganun. And then, she yeah. was writing all these stories. <laughs> So, um, just knowing that ano, I had the capacity, I guess, to um, deliver good content and good features and good news also about the men's volleyball yeah. team. When I went out to cover other male teams, uh, parang may some sort of respect na, yeah. na I'm like not uh, entirely a nobody. Pero it's more yeah. of like, mm. oh, okay, like I, I've read your stories and all that. Galing. Galing. Um, okay. Um, one to two random things that a sports journalist sees behind the scenes, uh, you know, that you know the fans don't see. You know, before I when I helped around in Miracobot social media, so pumunta ako sa locker room, diba? Nagulat ako, sobrang daming bananas. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't expect that they actually eat those before and after the game. Uh, and they really take it literally along with a huge loaf of gardenia bread, no. Uh, how about you? Any random things that uh, fans don't see behind the scenes that uh, you guys see? First thing that came into my mind was Eliza Valdez's dinugaan. 
As in, <laughs> natikman ko yung dinu... Oh, kasi Eliza is from Batangas, diba? So, there was right. one time na I was riding in the bus with the um, women's volleyball team because I was covering women's volleyball then. So, uh, may dala siyang dinugaan. So, from sarap niya. And then, yung, then in White Plains, we passed through there. And then, di ba, may mga puto vendors. As right, in, right. Mm, the, yeah. Sila, ano, the team would be like, Kuya, Kuya, stop! We need to buy puto. Wow. Ayun. So, there's, there's one cute, ano, random thing. Parang it helps humanize them, you know? Because we're so used to watching them scoring and doing their thing, but uh, you don't really see the human behind the scenes, no? Yeah. Yeah. So B, it was really interesting what you said uh, earlier, where you said covering sports, it's not just sports itself. No, it has layers to it. It can touch upon many aspects. Uh, interdisciplinary, nga sabi mo, eh, diba? So, uh, parang I guess right now, what I want to understand is, uh, what are your layers, B? What is basically your why? Um, as to why you get up every morning, like in college, to cover all these sports that maybe you're not even familiar with, uh, to not even planning for it, you go to Rappler, the newsroom. You get your feet wet, uh, spend maybe four to five years, and now you're a freelance journalist doing your own thing. So, parang, why do you continue to pursue this path of sports journalism? Parang a lot of it also right now that it's been like almost a decade that I've been in sports and honestly the why changes and the why grows also grows deeper also because i guess like for example when i was in high school my why was the swim team in ika sila chloe daos shannon mm-hmm. them so they were um, winning gold medals for the ika swim team but then they weren't getting coverage because people just didn't know that we were winning so yeah. i was like you know i really want to make sure that they get the coverage that they want so that's why i wrote about the swim team when i was in high school then in college deba it's the challenge of giving everyone equal coverage 100 mm. percent coverage on guidance so that became my why because you know all everyone deserved coverage also then when i was in rappler a lot of it was you know i'm it's you're you're in this uh where you just really want to like produce like the best and the most like unique kind of content and like actually dig yeah. deep into the stories of these mm-hmm. athletes that like i met also that you know they're heavily covered by other media but then i'm sure that there's something more going so just you know and it gave and actually um working in rapper gave me more of a um what gave me more of an experience of what it's like working in a team you know so also like a lot of it was like all just a lot of learning talaga na, hey like i'm learning something new um this is like what we're doing now so um my why in Rappler, it wasn't actually much of a personal why, but it was the why of the organization na, okay, we're still, you know, we had so many whys eh, in Rappler na defend press freedom na, okay, this is what we're showing the world that we're still continuing to do our jobs, even though that we're under attack, we're under threats. And then, okay, we also are very an innovative organization. So, it was like, um, uh, it was, Yun nga, parang 
all the new multimedia stuff let's try it let's learn like a new process and all that so a lot of it was for me my five years in raptor was really built on also yung ano why ng raptor and i believed in it and i aligned with the vision yeah and then now that i'm freelance so yeah so yeah. i've been freelance since february and i guess like the grace that i have right now is um since i'm doing research also for women's sports content my why is like you know there's really something new here um there's really something more to improve in sports like mm. um i feel like there's just like you could say that the philippine like people have said that also that philippines is more backward in terms of many things but sports included mm-hmm. and ang dami kong na receive na opinions din na when i was still in um when i was covering the local uap na they were like you know you should go abroad i think you could like learn more you can thrive mm-hmm. more with the skill set yep. that you have pero parang a lot of pero it really just grounded me more na because like i have these skills i have my network my global network also na I actually could bring in and like just increase the opportunities in the Philippines. So that has, and also like um just knowing how like yung, yung financial financial challenges ng sports and media. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. money is so difficult to like get and money has always been an issue in these two fields and I'm in both sports and media. So Parang my a lot of my motivation really comes from you know how do you make media and sports viable also nice. so yeah and also so I'm just really um being patient also with myself in learning the new things uh, just keep learning lang and then hopefully we get something that you know, can materialize talaga you know be uh, I I love 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 what you said about how your why differentiates per phase of your life and kind of deepens as well. Parang the guests that we have on here kasi usually very strong yung why nila as to why they continue pursuing their path. But, you know, it's very refreshing to hear na it doesn't have to be a strong why all the time, diba? Um, it could kind of uh, evolve, change, and adapt as you grow uh, throughout your career. Ikaw ba ay nalulungkot, nalulumbay, at may only wifi? Oh my goodness! We got you a show, man! <laughs> Welcome to Siligang sa Gabi, the podcast, kung saan pag-uusapan natin ang iba't ibang trending topics. Topic! Anything not under the sun, but under the moon. Oh, diba? Makisabaw with our new episodes every Wednesday. So follow us here on Spotify and listen to us for free. This, This is Siligang sa Gabi, now streaming! So next, we kind of wanted to ask on behalf of anyone listening in and wants to pursue the same path as you're, you're, you are in, uh, sports journalism. Do you have any advice for people out there? Obviously, it covers a lot of fields. Like, you can go to print, you can go to broadcast, you can go to audio uh, or social media, uh, which you have experience in all aspects. No? Um, how would you kind of give advice to people who want to go into sports journalism? 
Yeah, um, they don't really have to be scared on starting also. Mm-hmm. Na it could be daunting then. And um, I think there's a lot of hope right now just because like we're in the quote-unquote the golden age of media. Honestly, like people say, oh, journalism is dead. Like there are, <laughs> you'll hear a lot of comments like, oh, like TV, no one's watching TV anymore. But then, you know, there's still people around the world and or you just have to like right now the biggest challenge and the biggest yet the biggest opportunity of being in sports and in media is like finding where people are in the online mm-hmm. space in the digital space yeah. and how to keep them engaged so wherever people are journalism is always going to thrive so barang first is to like just be that don't be afraid to like start somewhere because honestly like we just don't know how the world's gonna go and maybe you would like ne- you never know um maybe like a 17 year old like um 17 year old high school graduate like especially mm. since k to 12 na ngayon na oh maybe mm. like would find like machempuhan siya sa isang ano, strategy na mm. sobrang innovative ganun so don't be afraid to like and uh, start talaga because everyone including me like i started from nothing naman talaga like uh mm. no one in my family was ever a journalist no one was really into mm. sports so suddenly i was like some unicorn and mm. <laughs> born into this family so mm. it, yun nga, parang i also had to um like you know figure out who my own community is also just had to be assertive also in those areas and be bold in and confident in what I do, even though sometimes, you know, there are doubts. But then, parang, ano lang, be patient then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Are, B, are there any um, resources you took um, that got you to where you are right now? Did you take any course? You know, did you take any training? I think you mentioned Gaidon, right? Should our audience also try out that one? Like, just get into that fire. Just freaking cover something. I don't know how they they will get their own media pass para makakover sila ng isang event. Or can a fan, you know, can a fan actually just buy a ticket, you know, and instead of being a fan, do some, you know, journalism on the spot as a training to become a journalist like yourself. Paano yun? Paano yun? Any resources that you can provide? All that you said, absolutely, you can, talaga. Because um, number one, the first one, the my path, right? Yung joining a school publication, yeah, like yeah. it really gets you into the discipline. So I, exactly. but I would say that yeah, we have so many like content creators out there. Mm-hmm. But what makes a journalist stand out, and for and a journalist stands out by be, having the discipline of journalism. Na mm-hmm. it's really like giving the context and just not ano yung like it's not anymore like yung uh, okay no bias ganun pero it's more of like explaining the truth talaga so you're yeah. really holding on <laughs> to like a certain truth so and that's journalism already and um, like trying so very ano like protectors of the truth ganun and then um for ano naman the second option you know you just become a a content creator like you're a fan and all that so that absolutely you can as in you could be a ever anyone honestly could be a content creator na is just um right like 
you'd have to really weigh your commitment, your commitment yeah. level to it, and even, ano, even if you're starting something, because um, you need a why for a certain content that you put out, and mm. that's where you have to, you can't, parang, for me, I, you can, but then, it's really not recommended um, also that parang wala kang plan also, especially if you want to take it seriously. Then, But then you never know. Like, I yeah. I never really, like, um, would like to, like, I'm just, like, a person who believes that, um, like, miracles happen if you actually have a plan. Like, yeah. like but then anything could happen talaga. So, um, just go ahead and try. Like, kahit ano, for practice lang, yeah, go lang na mm. mag-tweet ka lang. You never know, nag-blow, mag-blow up yung tweet mo, di ba? And yeah. suddenly, like, Twitter commentary ka na, ganun, and all that. <laughs> yeah, would you, would you say all you need is a, uh, back in the day, it was a pen and paper. Now, I guess all you need is a phone and maybe a small camera or maybe your phone <laughs> then as a camera, right? Uh, are those the tools that are just the bare minimum? Anything else that you know people would want to go to uh, when they're in an event or in a game? Data, both, both networks. Data. <laughs> <Can> I, <laughs> yeah. Both networks. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. May ibang arena na talagang walang globe or walang smart, right? Uh-oh. So super yeah. agree. Super Mag-dual agree. Sim ka na. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do you guys have leaves, naman? Kapag uh, mga sports journalists, meron naman, no? Oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> really? That one, I have never experienced a holiday what? ever what? in my life. So, when I, I message people on holidays, they're like, "It's a holiday." I was just like, "Oops, sorry. It's five years of having Shit. no holidays." So, oh my God! Yeah. Sure, because then... holidays yung mga ha- parang biggest games, eh, no? Because more and more people can yeah. actually tune in. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, like the biggest no, the biggest problem is you don't get compensated, like the triple pay, double pay. Oh my Malang god! Malang OT pay. So, no, that's what I was saying. Na kaya naging big why ko yung ano the financial and the even yeah. the, ano parang kalagayan ng mga journalists and people in sports mm-hmm. because they really have they're not compensated well talaga. Yeah. Even those sports Pero parang dito lang sa atin, no? Business. Sa local. Kasi parang yeah. sa abroad, parang sobrang luxurious ma, you well, know, to be affiliated with a sports brand. Dependent, bro. And, no, <clears throat> I think it's ano, more of um Philippines in general, mahirap lang umaman in any yeah. other, in, in any industry. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. No, that's true. That's true. Sobra, sobra. Yeah. B, I think when you're trying to become a sports journalist, or well technically any kind of journalist naman there is a proving period where you're trying to make a name for yourself and putting your name out there uh, and being a more reputable name in sports so parang when i was researching you i was very curious cuz you also curate uh, the previous works that you've done right in the past to create some kind of portfolio so when you're creating your portfolio is it intentional like I'm going to be doing this story or I'm going to be specifically doing broadcast or social media or is it more of I was assigned this then I'll add it to my portfolio later on no so how should people get into it do you think and how do they create a portfolio especially if they want to be a more uh, reputable journalist such as yourself mm-hmm. like I think um, 
that's why I also recommend going through like a campus publication because a campus publication would be doing story conferences mm. or um a pitching session. So mm-hmm. that's where everyone Ooh. gathers and it's like, hey, come with your top three sports ideas so mm-hmm. that we'll discuss it. Let's filter it. Let's get people's input. So that was really good. And you and honestly, like it really formed me na okay, like uh, my edit when I was especially when I was first year, I had I will I'm the type has a lot of ideas, but then my editor will be like, Okay, but then like the story is still like you would have comments that okay maybe we could bank it yeah. for later yeah. and then because the competition is still like on like two months from now we could have and have that story like maybe next month or yep. even your format that i and the sun suddenly someone has like a really interesting like story like oh pwede na yan yep. pang ban- like a big mm-hmm. headline story so ganun yeah. talaga pag ano news and I really learned, and now that I'm freelancing, because that is in Raptor, a lot of it is just like, okay, I have the uh, we're actually yung um our workflow is like okay, we have our daily like breaking news stuff, but then if we're not doing breaking news, we should have at least a feature that we've been working yeah. behind <clears throat> behind yeah. the scenes also. So right. uh, that's why parang weekly I already have ano din, other features in. Mind, mm. yung parang ano lang on the tail end of my mind na okay kung wala na akong gagawin for the day on my working day I'll work on this but then yeah. so it's in the bank but then now that I'm freelancing wow like I'm just so glad that I was trained in that way to know how to pitch a story like actually make sure making sure that I had the experience yeah. to know if the story is even feasible for an yeah. interview. Like, has the mm-hmm. athlete yeah. contactable? But, and another thing was, I also built my network also in journalism. It's not like, you know, I would always ask for the phone numbers of the athletes, contact details, yeah. and then keep in <clears> touch <throat> with them on social on social media. Like, I really follow yep. them to see what's happening. So, ang daming discipline needed also and yeah it might sound boring but then you know it when you're not because there's sometimes that you know okay i gotta get this 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 done in like a short span of time but because i've built my discipline on that mm-hmm. everything's so easy now like okay yeah. here's my here's the contact here's the i just need to send a text message to make sure to this source to mm-hmm. make sure that to just fact check ganun. everything's easier that way ganun. and you have to be confident then and bold and even like introducing yourself ganun, na, hi I'm B and I worked before it's like hi I'm B nice to meet you yeah. I'm from Rappler um, may I just get your contact details so that we can when anything if anything happens could contact you ganun. so yeah yun. okay be um I think in your in your own right right now you're freelancing right and possibly maramerin uh, mga want to be journalists will start somewhat like that they're not associated with any company like you said it's so damn hard to get in right let's talk about communities diba parang um what communities can they maybe follow you know learn from Kunari, uh, I I want to attribute to one of your works as well which is the Go Hard Girls na napapansin ko like women athletes and even those um, fans that follow women athletes, diba? 
are slowly really revolving around this Go Hard Girls, you know, media platform, uh, podcast, and even your tweets around around the world, diba. Um, para sa mga wannabes, diba? Meron din ba silang communities that you could recommend uh, learning from or joining into so that they can hone themselves, practice themselves like you mentioned earlier? Yeah. I re- well, I remember there was this like one program in the Tor- University of Toronto that actually mm. um, gives uh, like a year ano, of like training and like you graduate from the course Ooh. also and right. that's where like it's when an expert actually wants to become a journalist so they actually yeah. equip um ex, like mm. experts who then like you know their researchers are like experts in their own fields and suddenly they want to be a journalist in that field so um these big publications would um would come in and train them and then they'll also give them opportunities to write for them pitch like get mentorship talaga so that's called the Dalai Lama Foundation mm, sa right, right. University of Toronto Yun. um well that one medyo syempre you have to apply for it ganun yeah. and yeah like they would recommend that you're like an expert or a um mid career like journalist yeah but then for someone who really really wants to like start somewhere yeah like um right now it's really best to like know where what community you want to serve in so because yeah. i think like journalism above all is very service oriented na you can't it's more of like if you really want to make impact it really has to be clean that you're out there to serve the yeah. the user or serve the community gonna like know th- their problems also and mm. but yeah because a part of like how i write my articles also is just to like kind of help people like when even with my fitness and my official Fisho, ano, like, nag-interview ako ng mga sports physiologists, ganun. So, ayun, like, I, it's more of like, oh, you know, this could actually help you. So, know your community, whether it's like, you yeah. want to be in women's sport, you want to be in tennis, you want to be basketball, ganun. So, um, when you, wherever you find, ano, an op, like, a burden, <laughs> that's an opportunity <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Um, reading super important is reading lang talaga. Cause diba, as I said, like I grew up, I well I grew up like reading live tweets. I grew up reading articles. Also, it's it's the same as it until now. Like I would be asking people to send over your the best like World Cup article or content that you. <laughs> Seen. And then people were sharing it. Yung New York Times, Athletic, ganun. And I was like, wow, I love it. Yeah, just hearing like more ano, stories because you know, like it's I'm not in Qatar, but then I really want to experience whatever is happening yeah. there. Ganda. Yeah, B, uh, I'll send you a few articles after this if ever. Okay, nice, then, nice. Then uh, I'll also ask you to listen to Peter Drury. Uh, his commentary on football games is majestic yeah he is the goat <laughs> yes yeah he's the goat um so yeah I, I guess closing down this episode of project offbeat looking through your career uh from being part of the ecolets to the guidon to rappler to now a freelance journalist you know it's very inspiring to hear your story we made project offbeat so that 
um, corporate professionals can open their mind to other fields and apply the learnings from those fields to their own workplace. So how do you think that your learnings from sports journalism, how would that help them in their corporate workplace? Yeah, so one one thing that I learned is like emotional regulation as a journalist. So because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I remember I covered the FIBA um the FIBA brawl in Australia and Philippines and the brawl oh, just see. broke out in front of me but yeah. then you know it's more of like I'm it's like the discipline of like you know later na ang shock I gotta pull out my mobile phone and like start like working and I think like a lot of people because in the corporate workplace you know you're working with a lot of people you're dealing with a lot of stress a lot of projects and um it can get and when things go wrong, um, there's a lot of people who tend to like, ano, parang bl- blame other people or like look to the problem instead of like mm-hmm. finding an immediate solution first. So I think that's what journalism like helped me also. Na it's like when I encountered problems, okay, we gotta be flexible, like super flexible, adapt ka aga, like you know, because we really have to deliver. It's really very vision-oriented, goal-oriented. And as Lance said, putting the news out agad, I'm just like, I don't have time to like um, get angry and like magmumukmuk lang about the problem. I have to find a solution. ASAP. Parang ganun. And so that's one thing like in terms of like agility and emotional regulation in the workplace. But then also for people who are, who have corporate jobs, nine to five, like, um, you know, if you want to, like, even like this, ano, yung um, project offbeat, which um, honestly, like, I feel so, like, I feel that there's just so much potential na, you know, you just really have to start somewhere. And um, like any other, like, startup, it doesn't, because there's media startups, there's also, like, other startup businesses na, okay, like, if you're really just passionate about it and you have a strong why, there's, like, a strong burden also to solve, like, a certain problem like whether it's a whether you'll provide a media solution a design solution um parang just don't think about the money first just think about the impact that you're going to make like yung sacrifice of your time like it's really it really it really can go somewhere talaga kaya just don't give up as long as you know you're so sure about your why's also Parang hustle lang a little bit. Kaya yan. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you. Thank you, B, for the kind words. No? Um, so, yeah. Thank you for coming on the show, B. Thank you for taking us off the beaten path. Yeah, before you go, can you let our audience know uh, what are you excited about for the next year and how they can contact you? Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's bbgo09. So, B-E-B-E-G-O-09. Yeah. And one final word from you. What for you is taking the off-beaten path? It's hard to be a trailblazer. That's what I could say. But then really rewarding also. Like, um, because I honestly, like, if you, if people knew my background, like, really no one was ever a journalist. Um, I came from a Filipino-Chinese background that was very strong on business and um, I'm also like the eldest in the family so it's really um, carving 
your own path. But then it's really like a lot. Parang you'll really know where you're graced from. So that's a lot of reliance on God also to like show that, yeah. um, you know, and he and he will be the one to give you assurance that you're on the right path because everyone's path is unique. There's no same path. But then um, it's so important to also get supporters and the community and the community also who will like help you also like whether it's in like the practical sense that there these are your work friends or even the emotional sense and emotional sense which are your friends and family na support is really what we need if especially if we're For taking sure. the offbeaten path yeah amazing amazing b uh i can't wait to read your live tweets and your articles we're supporting you all the way now so thank you guys for listening to our show if you liked our show follow us as well on facebook instagram linkedin and youtube for exclusive content that's at the project offbeat see you in the next episode and here's to taking the hashtag off the beaten path bye guys thank you bye